This podcast is brought to you by Zoo Media, the student voice of Azusa Pacific University. For more content, please visit our website at www.zoonews.com. Hello and welcome to The Passion Projects. I'm Ruby McAuliffe and here at The Passion Projects, I'll be telling stories of individuals who took their creative visions and turned it into a reality. That can look like someone wanting to create a podcast and then doing it. Or like today, someone creating their own recording studio. This someone is Carlos Aguero. Carlos Aguero is a musician who now has his own studio called Stolen Keys Media and it's based in LA. So let's just jump right in and FYI, I called up Carlos, so that's why some audio levels may be a little funky, but let's get started. My name is Carlos Aguero, as you said. I started playing music when I was about 10 years old, picked up on the drums and I kind of just ran with that. My uh, dad was probably my first inspiration. Um, I always saw him playing in bands, so naturally I wanted to do the same. So uh, yeah, about 10 years old, I picked up a cowbell and a drumstick and I started beating on that thing and I just pretty much never stopped after that. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about Stolen Keys Media. Okay, so Stolen Keys Media is uh, a recording studio. Uh, we specialize mostly in uh mixing and mastering. We do some tracking um, and some video, uh, but um, open to artists that, that want to come in and record with me. I'm curious, how do you grow your network? And when I say network, it doesn't necessarily have to just be clientele, but also growing what you create. Yeah. So I think for me, it's, it's a couple, a couple different ways that I do that. Um, as far as network my clientele uh, more than anything i try to make friends um, i try to reach out to people that i truly believe in their music i truly believe in their project whatever it is that they may be doing um, and i just want to be part of it so before anything else i want to develop a relationship with them i want them i want to be able to be friends with them um, when i started stolen keys media one of my biggest things was I, I didn't want it to ever feel like a job. Um, so if I found somebody that I wanted to work with, the first thing I would ask is if I would do it for free. And that's my, my biggest question before I even start working with anybody is I would listen to their stuff and say, would I do this for free? And if the answer is yes, then I move forward. If this, if it feels more like, ah, this is something I have to do or, just for the sake of trying to gain more clients, it, it usually does not end up being a very good experience for either one of us. The other way, as far as my creative network, um, I try to be just completely open-minded about what it is I'm listening to out there. Um, I think in my younger days, uh, more immature days, I, I would pinpoint a lot of music that I felt oh, that's not very good music. That's not very complicated music. That's not very complex music. And I would almost shoot it down. But as I matured, uh, obviously my age, but also musically, I've come to realize that there's all these different arrays of, of styles of music and genre. And I've realized that if it's creative, there, there's something that I can gain out of it. Mm -hmm. So I try to keep an open mind um, to grow my creative network on what's out there and not just be so close-minded to say 
oh, only my style of music is good music. And you mentioned your creativity and how you've grown into that creativity. How important is creativity when starting a passion project? I think for me, personally speaking, uh, creativity was was the driving force behind it. Um, if If you can't be creative in whatever project you're starting in, uh, you you can't really deliver what something people are going to love. Um, you, I mean, ex- especially in what I do in music, as well as any kind of art, really. But um, you want people to listen to what you're doing. Um, that, that's kind of the point. And it comes through when you're just doing it for the sake of doing it or when you do it because you truly love and feel passionate about it. And the only way you can do that is if it's something that you're creating yourself. Um, if you're just going out there and and recreating what's already been been done, um, it, it may come across that way. Not to say there isn't creativity in that, in in imitating a uh, an artist that you may like. Uh, I think that's there's value in that, absolutely. But that creativity, it's it's almost hard to explain, but it's got to be there in order for others to also believe in your project. That makes sense. So now I want to ask you about your own personal journey and how that played into Stolen Keys Media. Would you mind sharing? So how Stolen Keys Media came about for me was uh, as I got older um, and I had got married, had kids, I had less time on my hands. So I became pickier and pickier about what it is I would take on. It would, again, like I've already said, it would have to be something that I truly believed in. So doing that, I started recording uh, stuff for, for myself, really. I would record a song that was dear to me. I would rearrange it, bring in friends and family, and they would come in and record it with me, and we would put it out on on YouTube. Um, and that's kind of how, how it all started. Um, one day I asked a really good friend of mine, her name is Roseanne, an amazing guitarist. I said, Hey, can you, I'm recording this cover of a Santana song. Would you come in and uh, lay down the guitar track for me? And she's like, yeah, totally. And she came in, laid down an amazing guitar track. And a few, probably a few weeks after that, I can't remember exactly how long, she asked if I would record her band. She's got some original music that she was doing. And up until this point, I had no plans or really even a desire to open up a recording studio to bring an artist and record. Um, it was really just for me to leave music out there for people to enjoy. But when she said that, I was like, ah, you know, it's not something that I'm really doing, but sure, let's, let's play around. Let's see what happens. She came in, laid down a few amazing tracks, um, amazing songs. She still has them. We've been recording several songs since, and that's kind of where it picked up. Um, It was really almost by accident. And after that, I just, I started taking on more and more clients. And I've seen that studio space you've discussed. How did it come about? So the actual studio spaces, uh, Actually, I started creating it before I was even married. So this was almost 17 years ago. And it's a garage. I went in and I started 
converting it. And as I learned more, I realized, oh, I can upgrade it this way. I can upgrade it that way to the point where now we have a control room. We have a live room. It is um, pretty decent as far as acoustics and sound isolation. Um, but it was just a fun thing that my dad and I decided we were going to do together. And it's it's still there. We're still we're still in the same place, still using the same rooms. And now we have uh, artists that are coming there and recording those exact same places. You mentioned how you and your dad partook in this together. How has your musical past led to Stolen Keys Media? So I, I grew up with music. As far back as I could remember, uh, music has been part part of my household. Um, so I started, again, I started playing when I was 10 years old and I've been very fortunate to have been able to go to a high school that had an amazing, uh, music instructor. And I had two instructors there. Um, uh, his name is Jose Arellano and Victor Barrientos. And they were a huge part to that. And through them, I was able to meet some amazing A-level musicians like, uh, Poncho Sanchez and Tito Puente and... Justo Almario, Danilo Lozano. I mean, some amazing Latin jazz artists. And as I grew, I realized that this is this this passion is becoming more than just a hobby or a you know something to pass the time with. It's actually becoming a a true passion that's going to be part of my life for as long as I can live. Um, that led me to trying to take more and more creative control, which led to Stolen Keys Media, where I can help produce artists, where I can produce my own stuff. I can go in there whenever I'm feeling creative and lay down whatever it is it's rolling around in my head. And that journey is, it's pretty awesome to see that that's actually continuing with my kids. Uh, I have a uh, 14-year-old daughter and a 13-year-old son who are both musicians, who have both went and gone into the studio, who have both been on recordings of mine. And it's it's really a true privilege. It's a blessing. And it, it it's, it's truly a passion because it's something that is constantly uh, in my mind. I'm constantly thinking about new creative ways that I can release music, as well as how can I help any artists that are in my circle, in my, you know, sphere of, of, of people that I know and like, how can I help? What, what, what can I do to team up with, with different artists? Um, because I truly feel passionate about it. You're not only tapping into your own musical dream, but you're also helping others in their musical dreams. I, I would hope so. I, I would, I would hope that I'm playing a small role in that, in that, in that way. Um, we are by no means a large label or recording studio or anything like that. But if somebody that's has limited resources that can't afford to go into a multi-million dollar studio uh, has ideas, if I can play a small, small role in bringing those creative ideas to life, you know, in, in an affordable way and in, in a place where me, the producer, the engineer, whatever role I'm playing, is truly passionate in making your project 
also my project. If I can play a small role, I would hope that, yeah, I'm, I'm aiding somebody in fulfilling their musical dreams. Mm. What kinds of stories would you say Stolen Keys Media tells through individuals' musical dreams? I think the stories that I'm hoping come through is stories of friendships and relationships. Um, I would hope that the music that is heard through us people see and look up the artists that are on those particular recordings and realize that, oh, these aren't just a bunch of hired guns. These, these people in these recordings know each other. They're friends. I want to be able to invite these artists over to my house to just hang out because we're all musicians. Music always seeps into every conversation we may be having, but it's not always about, you know, business and what's what's the next project sometimes it's just hanging out and being able to be together and live in community uh, i would hope that the stories that come out of our music that come out of our our projects and stolen keys media i would hope people s- can see that coming through that oh they're developing friendships they're developing relationships mm, not just yes. clients mm-hmm. I think that's rare, especially in the music industry. What do you think? Um, I I think I think it really depends on on the level that you're in. Um, I've heard top top musicians talk about how they were in a recording with some other huge musician, and they say, "Yeah, but I never met him." Wow. We we were wow. there different days tracking, so I I never met him. I but we were in the same recording together. Um, and sometimes that's just that's just the nature of the business that that's is not so out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess I guess the, it it really depends on the level. There's if you're playing with the same band every you know every week, every weekend, or several times a week, then I think it is. Yeah, you do develop a friendship, but if you're just a hired gun going from studio to studio, you might you might miss on something like that. Um, not that it's it's bad one way or the other. I mean, people, you know, make it uh, work however they want. It's, it's up to them what it is they're looking for. But we're, we're, what I'm trying to provide out of Stolen Keys Media is is relationship. What is something surprising that came out of Stolen Keys Media? Maybe something you didn't expect, whether good, bad. Um, I think so. There's a there's a couple of things. I'll do one one good thing, one bad thing. Well, it's, it's not really a bad thing, but okay, <laughs> the good thing. I think the good thing is how it's it's pushed me to throw myself out there. Um, I am a little. I, I'm more of an introvert. It's it's hard for me to put myself out there and reach out to people and get to know people. Uh, so it's really taken me out of my comfort zone and pushed me to do more of that. Um, if I want to follow through on what the whole point of Stolen Keys Media is, which is relationships and friendships through our music, uh, I have to do that. I'm, I'm kind of the face of Stolen Keys Media. I think the bad, it's again, it's not necessarily bad. I think it's, it's a little funny, is I think people... Uh, over i think artists sometimes overestimate how prepared they are for the studio so they come in and think okay i'll 
we'll knock this out in an hour and a half because I've played this song 50 times or 100 times or whatever. And cool, we go in there, but not until you actually hear a playback do you realize where it is you need to improve. And in an hour, hour and a half session becomes a seven, eight hour session. With that, I was thinking, how much time do you pour into Stolen Keys Media? Because it's a passion project, but your passion is behind it. Well, there's different aspects to it. I mean, Stolen Keys Media being so passionate about it, it's always in my head. I'm always thinking of ways to connect with new people, to put myself out there, to get more artists into the studio. So that that's going on pretty much 24-7. Um, actual sit-down time. I would I would probably say, I mean, my my day starts at 3.45 in the morning. Um, I go in to work at 6 a.m. So I leave for my day job at about 5.30. So from about 4 to about 5.30, I'm either honing in on my skills to to practice mixing, editing, mastering, whatever it is I, I, I'm working on. If I have no artist up up on the queue ready, ready to work, then I'm going back to my old mixes and seeing how I can improve. Um, it, so that's about, you know, a couple of hours in the morning. Um, if, if I don't have anything to mix, then I'm looking up uh, self-help books, business books, um, podcasts, YouTube videos. So it never really stops. It it never stops. Yeah, and it, it never stops. I have to make sure I set some time apart and say, okay, right now I'm just going to live in the moment. I am not going to worry about any kind of business or answer any texts or emails or anything like that. I'm just going to have to be very intentional to say, this is my wife and kids' time and that's it. Uh, otherwise, yeah, it could, it just it's a 24-7 kind of thing. It can be consuming. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned your day job. I think as we pursue our true passions, we sometimes have to partake in the elements that pay the bills, basically. So what is it like technically having two jobs? Yeah, it's it really is pretty much two full-time jobs. Um, I've been fortunate enough uh, and blessed to have a job that's pretty flexible with my schedule. So if an artist needs to record at a certain time I can, or a certain day where I should be at my day job, I can go up to them and say, hey, I'm going to take this day off, but I'm going to replace it with this day with, with these hours. So I've been fortunate enough to, to do that, to be able to say that my day job is not really getting in the way of my passion. I know that's kind of the day job is what pays the bills, right? But sometimes... It feels like the passion is more important than that. And I have to ask, what would some advice be for those pursuing their dreams? And those dreams can be owning a recording studio or it could be creating their own passion project or what what's some advice you would give? Um, I, I know it sounds cliche, but never stop. Like keep hustling, keep pushing. But a more practical piece of advice that I would say is specifically to uh, musicians, producers, somebody wanting to get into the recording studio uh, field, I would say start with what you have. I think a lot of musicians tend to be what are called gearheads. And 
you think, oh, I need a specific type of microphone, a specific type of computer, a specific type of mixer, preamp. I mean, the list can go on and on. That's how studios become multi-million dollar studios. Um, but it's pretty amazing to see that there is a recording studio in pretty much every laptop now. Um, so start with what you have. Just just go for it. Um, don't let lack of gear uh, keep you from throwing yourself out there. And that's probably my next piece of advice is don't don't be shy about hearing criticism and being rejected. Something that I personally struggle with. But if you just go out there and you put yourself out there, like great things can happen. At worst, somebody doesn't like your stuff. You could go back and figure out if what they said was valid or not. But if all you hear is positive stuff, then how do you grow? Um, or at even worse, if you just keep it to yourself and nobody ever hears you, you could have something beautiful you know, in your hands that nobody gets to experience with you. I know you've been giving advice throughout the entirety of this podcast. Thank you. But what would you tell someone that wants to create a passion project or wants to become a musician or whatnot? What would you say? One thing. I, I think I would say don't be afraid of the criticism. Like grow a thick skin. That that would be the, the one thing that if you're going to go out there and make something creative, grow a thick skin because you are going to be criticized. People are going to come and say not so nice things to you. Um, and because it's a passion project, it's very personal to us. It's, it's very, we hold it very dear. Um, but don't be afraid don't be afraid or don't don't take it so personal if someone comes and calls your baby ugly. Um, your baby's not going to be cute to everybody, but that's okay. Just learn to take that with a grain of salt and learn to grow a thick skin so that doesn't discourage you. Because if you don't, the other option is basically keeping it hidden and then you'd never know the full potential that that piece of work could have achieved or what you could achieve. Right, exactly. Now, where can listeners keep up with Stolen Keys Media, whether that means they want to record, they want to reach out to you, they just want to see what you're about? Where can they find your information? So you could uh, head over to stolenkeysmedia.com. Uh, that, that'll be my website. Um, and from there, it'll be led over to my social media pages. So I have uh, Instagram, which is uh, at stolenkeysmedia.com. I have a Stolen Keys Media Facebook uh, like page. You could follow me there. And then I have I have my personal Facebook page. And if you want to connect with me personally, reach out there too. Like I, I pretty much friend anybody that wants to be my friend. Um, and those are pretty much the, the ways that you can connect with me. And I'm really good about answering. I'm really good about, like I said, responding because I, I want to grow. I want to grow these relationships. I want to get to know artists. And is there anything I didn't mention? I think something that's definitely worth mentioning and, and throwing out there is to never stop learning. With access to the internet and YouTube, you can have literally some of the 
top individuals in whatever industry you may be looking at, literally teaching you from your home. It's never been easier to expand your knowledge. And with, like I said, internet, social media, YouTube, there, there are so many different avenues for you to learn. You won't ever stop learning. And if you're hungry, if you're hungry for that, if you're hungry for knowledge, this is the best time to, to be able to do that. And I would say, continue to learn, find educational material for you to become an expert in whatever passion that you have. Books, podcasts, just go out there and hunt for it. I think that's that's worth mentioning. And I know it's been huge for me, even starting it at a later stage in life for, for myself. But I think, especially if you're young, go out there and try to learn as much as you can. Well, thank you, Carlos, for joining me today. I seriously appreciate it. Thanks, Ruby. It was an honor. I loved it. Thank you for joining me here at The Passion Projects, and I hope it inspired you even just a little bit to pursue your own dream. See you next time.